I, I couldn't get away from God. I tried. Uh, I got angry. I threw stuff. I cursed and swore. I did everything I could do. But God kept saying, go back and read that. There's more information you need in there. And that's how God was drawing me. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Three Crosses podcast. I know that I've missed you over our uh, dead time through the summer, but welcome back to Three Crosses here at the fall and to our Blur series, where we're exploring the way that time's passing impacts our life and the way that we follow Jesus. I know I'm really looking forward to this series because as my kids grow and age, it does seem to go so fast. Everybody told me that when my kids were born. It'll go so fast. And now in hindsight, they were right. And I wish I had listened better and seized more. And I don't want that to be my life's story. And so today we want to connect you with some people that I feel like have really lived life well. And that's Kevin and Patsy Ledbetter. Kevin's here on the staff with me here at Three Crosses Church in the Music and Arts Department. And I don't want to give the game away, but I talked to them a little bit today about their involvement in church and how they came to know the Lord and how they raised their kids and how they've seen the changes unfolding. It was an encouragement to me. I know it will be an encouragement to you as you look to follow Jesus Christ in every second of every day and seize those moments. Let's take a listen. Welcome, everybody. I'm here with Kevin and Patsy Ledbetter, as Butch Monk would say, truly two of the all-time greats. It's good to be here. Good to be here. <laughs> All right, Patsy, uh, let's hear a little bit about you. When did you first start coming around Three Crosses or maybe even to the Christian faith at all? I actually started here way back when I was like 18 years old, and that was a really long time ago. Um, and he did some drama with, with Les Neal. And I actually was teaching a drama class, but I didn't have too many students at the time, so we didn't really continue that. But I did direct a play here, a melodrama, a really long time ago. So I knew about the programs. I was came. I was a drama, a theater major, so in college. So I really was interested, um, and also become a Christian at age sixteen, who was really interested in the in the, all the ministries up here. So I kind of stayed involved off and on throughout the years. And then when Kevin was working at a small church in Fremont. I came to hear Larry every week and was involved in some of the mu- musicals starting around 2000, 2001. Okay. So music and arts has kind of been your yeah. home, even from the beginning. And how about you, Kevin? When did you first roll up the hill? I found out about Three Crosses neighborhood back then when Patsy was coming here. I was doing different ministries out in Fremont, usually musically related, but I also was a principal at a Christian school and taught at a Christian school for many, many years. But Patsy would come out here probably once a week after we were finished out in Fremont. She'd come out here, and then I kind of followed her out here a little bit and got to know the ministry a little bit. And then at a certain point, God just started to tell me that I was finished with my ministries out in Fremont. And so I turned in my resignation and came to neighborhood with nothing planned, no job offer, no ministry possibilities. I just stuck my foot through the door and I knew Les Neal. We were acquaintances and friends and he was aware of, of my musical background. So I came here and when I first came, I just said, I'll, I'll get involved in the ministry and I'll just help Les. And it worked that way for quite a while until Les finally, due to health reasons, had to retire and I stepped into his position. All right. So for those of us that are not music and arts folks. Les Neal is kind of a big name in the music and arts he is history. And he's, he's so can you tell us a little about him and his role and what he used to do? Les was a, an amazing visionary. A lot of the things that you see happening in the fine arts department, even now, were spearheaded by him. 
And he got that ministry off the ground, had the vision for it, had the vision for the summer musicals, um, took the plays in new directions, changed up what he was doing in choir. And he did that for many, many years until health went downhill and then he had to turn it over. All right, so you're using the term music and arts, right? <laughs> Obviously, that's your home, both of your homes and, and your first step in here. Right. Not everybody at Three Crosses is involved in that. So what does that ministry entail? We say music and arts, like what's going on over there? What's your department do? There are several things that we do. Uh, primarily, we put on three different outreaches a year. We put on uh, Christmas, we put on Easter, and then we do a summer musical. And that is to outreach into our community with the gospel. And the other thing we do is we work with Brian Andes and the worship team on Sunday morning. And around once a month, choir and orchestra becomes a part of what happens on a Sunday morning. Okay, that's great. We just closed up the uh, Singing in the Rain. We did. Musical. I say we. I didn't really do anything. But <laughs> <laughs> So by the time you came up here to Three Crosses Church or Neighborhood Church at the time, you guys were already dating, already married, or... What was the what was yeah, the status there? We had been married and we had quite a few kids by then. I think, yeah, we had all. How of many our is children. quite a few? Like nine, ten, David 11, was, 13? our youngest was five. So, um, and he loved the Sunday school teacher that tossed the jelly bellies into the air or the gummy bears. Anyway, so it was about that time uh, when he, we had our four children that we started okay. coming. So four kids. I also have four kids. Sometimes it feels like 15, 16, 17. but. Uh, We'll get. We'll talk a little bit more about your kids and experiences raising them. So by the time you came up to Three Crosses, you were already serving the Lord. You're already married. You're already parents. Uh, but what was it like? Did you become a Christian at 16? You said, Patsy. How did yes. that happen for you? I was raised Catholic, and I went um, to a special group of friends of mine that had a prayer group, and learned that you could communicate with the Lord more personally through prayer, and like He was your best friend. He was right there. I asked the Lord to come into my heart, and I was saved. And I went home that evening and led like three of my family members to the Lord. I was very excited about it um, because I didn't know that you could uh, know the Lord as a best friend or as an actual. So you kind of knew it like about God, but in yes. terms of a personal relationship, yeah. that was a new thing for you. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. awesome. That's beautiful. And how about for you, Kevin? When I met Patsy, I was a practicing heathen. Yeah. And... <laughs> I got to know her, and in the apartment building where we lived, almost the entire bottom floor was inhabited by Christian folks, who I got to know. And at some point, I began to realize that I could trust them, and I liked them more than the other friends I was hanging around. There was just something about them that was drawing me in. So I started to read Christian literature uh, that I didn't really want to read, and I would get angry and throw it against the wall and cuss and swear a little bit. And then when the dust settled, I would go back and pick it up and start reading. And this happened probably five or six times. And at some point along the way, I read an entire Christian book about the sovereignty of God. And at that point, I sat down in my apartment alone. Nobody was there. And I just said, God, I give up. I'll do whatever you want. And I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm trusting that you'll show me. And Patsy was a big part of my conversion experience. I think that's why I decided we should get married. Yeah. When those books made you mad and you'd throw them against the wall, what was it about them that caused you to think, man, this is really striking at me? I think it was the fact that it was absolute truth and there was no wiggle room. In other words, God was king. He was sovereign. And I could accept his free gift or if I didn't, that I would perish and go to hell. And there was no wiggle room around that. 
And I liked a lot of wiggle room in my life. I liked variables. I didn't want anything to be concrete or solid. And this was something I couldn't get away from. So I was angry every time I read it. And I threw that book against the wall many times. <laughs> Why do you think you kept picking it back up? The Holy Spirit talking to me. I, I couldn't get away from God. I tried. Uh, I got angry. I threw stuff. I cursed and swore. I did everything I could do. But God kept saying, go back and read that. There's more information you need in there. And that's how God was drawing me. And I was very stubborn. But God eventually broke me down to where I just said, all right, Lord, I give up. So this was in your college years. Yes, my last saying. year of college. And so what, where did you think your life was going to go? prior to encountering the Lord in that way? Well, it just went in a different direction, but a similar field. I always thought I'd be involved in music somehow, because that's what I did. I could do choirs, I could do orchestras, I could play instruments, I could sing. And I even thought at one point I'd open up a music store. But when I became a Christian, immediately, Patsy and I started to go to church, and I got involved in their music program, and then I started heading up different musicals and programs at various churches throughout mostly uh, Castor Valley area, Fremont area, Hayward area. I've been involved in about four churches, but always in the musical way. So it's the same interest, same gift, same talent, yeah. just using that for the Refocused. Lord. Refocused. So that's that's really cool. Is that similar for you, Patsy, that you felt like you're doing what you thought you would do prior to becoming a Christian? Or I thought I would probably be a drama teacher, and I did that up here at the church for a while and in, in other areas. I have done that before. Um yeah, most of my life I've taught at Christian schools or substituted in the area of music or drama. So, yes. So you're kind of on the track that you thought you'd be, yes. both of you, in a lot of ways. I think that's becoming increasingly rare. And so, mm. like, you know, how have you seen that calling sharpen or unfold or change over the period of time you've been serving the Lord? You know? Well, I felt when we came up here that it was the greatest, most amazing thing we had ever done together. I would pray for him as choir director and the musical director and be involved in the shows. It it really took a lot of time and energy and a lot of prayer uh, because the enemy is always fighting against any kind of ministry. So we did notice that in our lives, but I just felt like the joy of the Lord was so, so amazing up here uh, in this place. And I really love this church and I'm have felt very blessed for the last 15 years. And it feels like the time's gone fast because when you do one show, you're always looking ahead to the next or outreach show or outreach to the next outreach. And it's been such a blessing. So if you came up here, whenever you came up here, looking back, how many musicals do you think that you've, you and your family have been involved in? Maybe you haven't done every single one, Patsy. But Oh, uh, I started, I think in 2000 or 2001. So it's been quite a few, maybe three a year. We also used to do other things like dinner theaters that were a lot of fun, children's uh, programs. Uh, I helped with direct some of the children's musicals, plays. Um, they had the youth theater. Well, we say still have youth theater here. But how many? Uh, maybe uh, 75? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't know either. 60? <laughs> Something so like do, that. So if you're up here, you know, since 2000, three a year would be 54 plus all the oh, kids yeah. stuff. You know, it's you could be in the 70s easy. Something. You might even be in the hundreds. Oh, maybe. You know? Because there were other things we did too that were a lot of fun. I don't know. You think about the same for you, Kevin? About uh, Just about. Uh, she's done a few more than I have because she was up here before I was. And she was doing even Christmas. Sometimes she'd be in the Christmas musical, the outreach, and... I wasn't even a musician in the pit back then, so I would just come and sit in the audience 
and watch Patsy do Christmas or watch Patsy do a, a special play somewhere on campus. And then it wasn't until later that I was involved in actually heading some of those things up along with the creative team that we currently have on staff now. If you ask one of your people who's uh, first time at West to volunteer at Singing in the Rain, you know, they've done one show and you ask them, could you do 75 shows? What do you think their response would be? I think it would be daunting to them because if you look that far ahead and you look at how much work it takes to get one of these presentations ready, I don't care if it's Easter, Christmas, summer musical, it's a lot of work. It's fun, but it's a lot of work. Yeah. And I think it's probably better to look a year down the road rather than 75 shows down the road. That's probably a little much. You might get overwhelmed. Yeah. So then, but now looking 75 years or 75 years, excuse me, 75 <laughs> musicals back in the back. I hope you're around for 75 more years doing musicals, but looking back at those shows, does it feel like you climbed that giant mountain or does it feel like it just went fast, easy, or? I think for me, time uh, has gone relatively quickly because now we have, for example, my son is on staff here and for a long time, he just came and sat in the audience as a little kid and watched the presentations, watched every show we did. And now he's on staff and working here. Time really kind of flies, but it's been, it's been fun, exciting and challenging. Yeah. Do you feel Patsy looking back like it has flown or do you think, or maybe were there seasons that seemed to drag that in hindsight were faster? Uh, there were seasons that were a little slower and actually all of our kids were involved here at one point at different times um, in some of the shows and in different ministries. And that was a real blessing. That was always fun. There was one musical I think four of us were in, uh, my daughter Beth, David, and Kevin and I, and that was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed doing that with them. You know, with that longevity of faithfulness in terms of parenting, being around at Three Crosses, what are some of the big changes or seasons that you've seen in the life of Three Crosses Church? you know, being involved from 2000 and around maybe even a little before that to now, like that's, that's a long time. It's a long time. And one of the things you discover if you stay in ministry, a protracted period of time is that God is always changing things. Ministries that were vital and extremely productive for the kingdom fade out. The need for them goes away and God is doing something else. So you always have to be looking ahead, not behind. Because the ministry you're involved in now, for example, the, the Port of Call ministry, incredibly amazing ministry. But when we ran out of soldiers coming from the Navy bases and the armed force bases, that ministry just dried up. And that doesn't mean it wasn't valuable. It was incredibly valuable, but it, went, it finally closed. And you have to see what God is doing in the present because he's doing something. Yeah. What if there's a listener and they're, kind of struggling with the idea that something good in their life is changing. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's a ministry group or, or a season or a relationship or graduating from college or new job. You know, all these seasons come to a close. What sort of an encouragement would you give somebody like that who's wrestling with this idea that you're saying, which I agree with, you have to look ahead, but not behind. Mm -hmm. It's not so easy. How would you encourage somebody to keep stepping after the Lord in that way? I'd say be faithful in the ministry you have at the time and just keep your eyes open for where God is going. God's not going to leave you stranded. He's not going to leave you out on an island somewhere not knowing what you're supposed to do. When I came to Three Crosses, I knew what I was supposed to do. And it really hasn't changed that much. The focus has changed a little bit. And Patsy and I are now more involved in 
reaching out to younger families that are in the church and in our particular fine arts ministry over in the music and arts. We have several young couples that we're very close with and we're trying to help them and encourage them along the way. But anybody who's struggling at what they're supposed to do next, be faithful in what you're doing now. God will show you. Yeah, that's cool. Do you, do you see that in your life at all, Patsy? Yes. I um, About a year ago, my youngest daughter, Beth, moved to New York City and my son, youngest son got married and that was a change. And also... My oldest daughter moved for a time out to Patterson. She's back in Castor Valley now, but it was a lot of changes at one time. So I told the Lord, I, I don't know how I'm really going to do this, but you do. So it was hard, um, but I just kept praying, looking to him to see there were things that came in that I could do into my life that I could be helpful at. Um, and just my, I think one of my gifts is meeting new people in the choir ministry and reaching out to them. We had a gal from Germany who was new and the Lord led me to encourage her and the Lord and different people that are new. That's one of my ministries, I think, reaching out to them. Yeah, that's cool. Hearing you talk about your kids and the life change that they have, you know, moving across the country or getting married, you know, we haven't experienced that yet as parents. You know, my oldest is, he's 10. He's about to go to middle school, which kind of feels like moving across the country. (laughs) I think you kind of get to ladder up to these changes. You know, I have to drive him across town and one day I'll be driving him to college or across the country. You know, what's it like parenting adult kids as opposed to like little kids? How does the Lord kind of change your perspective on things as you lead? Well, I have to really um, ask the Lord to help me to not not say anything, (laughs) to just let them come to learning whatever they need to learn in his time and not give advice and just kind of let it go at that point. We raise them. And I hope I'm fairly successful at that. I don't know. It's so kind I'm of a loose, a loose really touch. Hard. Yeah, you know? just let it. If you do have something work. to say, though, we are recording oh, yes. this. I can email it to them, <laughs> you know, so just really let it out. <laughs> uh, just in, encourage them to keep um, trusting the Lord, because some of my children have gone through some really, really difficult times as adults. So I pray with them, encourage them. I uh, try to be a, uh, a supporter as much as yeah, I can. That's really great. I think sometimes about me and my siblings, there's four of us too, mm-hmm. and all of the, I don't want to call it shenanigans. I don't really know the word I want to say that we've inflicted on our parents. You know, I moved across right. the country away from my <laughs> folks. And so my mom's living your life in some ways. And I don't know. What did you do, Kevin, like as a younger parent that you feel like really bore fruit now that you have adult kids, like some seeds that you planted that you cultivated and grew? There could be a couple things in that area. One is that Although Patsy and I have always had ups and downs like any couple would in terms of the marriage, we had a commitment to each other. And I think our kids saw that. And so we've just last month celebrated 40 years together. And I think that speaks to the kids to a degree. Uh, When they were younger, we parented them a lot harder. As they got older, there was some point along the way where we'd have the conversation with one of the children, I'm not your policeman anymore. We've raised you, we've told you right from wrong, we've pointed you to the Lord, and although we'll still be there for you, we're not gonna be the ones to tell you, I'm not gonna follow you around and give you critique on everything you're doing in your life. What did that feel like for you? Was that like a, a, a hard conversation that you felt like you needed to have it, but you just struggled with that? Or was it like, finally, we're here at this point, you like threw yourself a party? <laughs> it was, it was you know more I mean? like it's what I felt we, we just had to do. It was time to release them to walk with the Lord on their own or not. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the idea that I have to one day turn my kids loose 
is terrifying as a younger parent. Yeah, you it's know? scary. And we try, like you say, to model well how we love each other, care for each other, how we love the Lord and try to be faithful in what we do. And I hope that they see that and want that for themselves. At this stage, what we want to do with all of our four is we still give them advice, but it's loose advice. It's not like you have to do this or dad's going to come after you. It's you tell them what you think they need to do or what they're doing, either right or wrong. And then you just release it to them. It's their decision what they do with it. And then the other thing is just keep an openness with the children. They're welcome in the house. You want to spend time with them. You want the relationship to continue. But it's different than when they're five and six. Yeah, of course. And now you guys have grandkids too. Is that right? How many grandkids do you have? Two. <laughs> Two grandkids? Elise and Aurora. <laughs> that's that's great. Are they spoiled? <laughs> no, I think they've been that's raised. Like, that's a hard question, Buzz. <laughs> I know. I, I think the look they've on been your raised face very, is like tortured. Well, um, it, it, time, that time has gone by very fast because our oldest grandchild is five and she's going to school next week and that's really gone by. Very fast. Yeah. What's the difference between raising a grandchild? I know you don't raise them directly, but there's a role that grandparents play versus raising your kids. How is that different for you? Um, it's kind of nice because you can spoil them a little and send them home. <laughs> but <laughs> also, if My something... My dad calls that writing the check and then making me cash it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And if something comes up you don't agree with, I, me, I just take it to the Lord in prayer. Sometimes it's very hard with certain areas, but I think they have amazing parents who have done an amazing job, probably much better than I did as parents. So that's been a blessing. Yeah, I think in your particular case, I think it's great to see how the the way you've raised them does replicate itself, you know, and hopefully some of those uh, eternal principles. You know, you talked mm-hmm. earlier, Kevin, about unchanging truth, objective truth, and there are just certain things which are always right and always wrong. And to see some of that trickle down in our families, I think is really cool. I remember Larry's mm-hmm. message a few weeks back about the legacy of scripture reading that he had in his family and his journey to Europe. And I, that really spoke to me a lot, you know, but then also each generation is different and has such unique right. challenges. And so Kevin, what are some of the challenges you feel like parents today have that you might have kind of seen through the grandkid window that are new compared to when you had kids of that same age? I think it's a similar situation, but as I view the culture today, we live in an absolutely anti-Christian culture where when I was growing up, it was more positive towards Christianity. And the last time I turned on TV and I was watching some commercials, I just couldn't believe where the culture has gone and where everybody wants to go. So our children are growing up with that kind of influence every day. I think it's harder to raise kids these days because you're fighting the culture like you've never fought before. Yeah. What are some suggestions that you might have for, or encouragements maybe for parents who are raising kids in a, in a culture that's not always, as you say, pointed at Christian values? I have undersold that, but like, how would you encourage parents to, to raise their kids? I think they need to work on their own marriage first. They need to make sure their kids know that they are 100% loved and the parents are behind them. And then get involved in your church. Take them to the youth meetings. Get them involved where they can get input from other people outside of the parent group, a pastor, a teacher in a class. Rub shoulders with kids who are maybe in the same situation that they're in and get encouragement from that. You have to be, you need a team to support our children these days. Yeah. I think that's good advice, right? Work on your marriage, love your kids, support your kids, get involved in the church family. That's the kind of advice we could have given anybody in the yep. last 2,000 years. Yep. It's so cool how 
like truth just never changes, you know, but ministry and time does change. And so now as you look in this next season of life, next season of ministry, next season of Three Crosses Church, where we have this great legacy of faithfulness. And then also it feels like some change, you know, we've had a senior pastor transition. We've right. had, you know, the generational and cultural stuff, I think presses in there's the more things change, the more things stay the same, they say. And so how, how would you see that future unwrapping itself here at Three Crosses, both in terms of your personal involvement or where do you see ministry going in the next little bit? I'm not sure where it'll go in the long haul, but there's a there has been a lot of transition with Pastor Danny taking over and doing a great job, Larry still being involved. As for me, the time will come where I believe that it'll it'll be time for some transition. It's time for somebody else to come along and, and have the vision for the future and I'll need to take second seat in the fine arts department, still be involved, but somebody else will come in with new vision, new ideas, and take it to a, a new level, something maybe I wouldn't have thought of. So transition will be the next thing on my agenda. Do you, Is that something you look forward to or something you think that'll be hard for you? It'll be hard because once we get involved in these outreaches that we do, they become a part of you. And if you think about it, I've been doing this for 50 years. I've been conducting and leading choirs. I mean, I started with, I literally, when I was in high school, I took over the jazz band in high school, ran the jazz band and ran half of the concert band. So that has, it's just never stopped. So to think of like laying the baton down, yeah, that's a transitional change that's a little a little rough to think about. But I also think it's one of those necessary things. Yeah, You need to find the next person that's gonna take the ministry to the next level and not just selfishly say, no, it's mine, I'm keeping it. Yeah, think of that advice you gave your kids. I'm not your policeman anymore, and it's not a thing you love to do, but a right thing to do. Mm -hmm. I see that same principle guiding, kind of how you see, you know, obviously you're not announcing your retirement right here on this podcast, but you're no. just kind of talking about how you are seeing the future and that being closer in some ways. I would still stay involved in the department and help where I could, um, but that is yet to be seen where that'll be and what it'll be. We have an amazing department right now with extremely talented people, the best people I've ever worked with in terms of ministry. Faith Levens, Pat Brandon, Dave Stats on the board, our costume people. It's a wonderful team. And no, there's no one person that is doing it all by themselves. We have such gifted people that it's, it's made the ministry rise to a, a beautiful and wonderful level of outreach. Yeah, that's awesome. I love how you guys' life and marriage and parenting has embodied that that mixture between faithfulness, steadiness, and openness to the future. Mm -hmm. You know, I think as we look at the Blur series, I think that's something that I'm really trying to lean into and take away is that uh, in the book of James, it's one of my favorite epistles. James tells us that your life is just like a, like a mist, like yeah. a vapor that appears for a while and then vanishes. You know, uh, where I come from, we don't have that much fog. And then I moved to San Francisco mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, this is what they're talking about. <laughs> it comes in, you don't, you can't even predict it. It rolls out to sea. And then you have to just keep in step with the Holy Spirit with where he's leading yeah. and guiding. And it's never the same. Yeah. Well, you guys, thank you so much for spending some time talking to me. I appreciate who you are in my life. And, you know, Kevin, since, since I started, you've always been so kind and gracious to me. I appreciate that so much. And I really hope that your words give a little window for our listeners into who you are and, and Patsy, you as well. Thank and you. Well, thanks, Buzz. This has been fun. Um, sure. If you guys want to, if listeners, if you want to reach out to Kevin or Patsy, you can send us an email at podcast at threecrosses.org and we can make sure that gets in the right hands. If you have any questions about music and arts, if you want to get involved, if you have a, a parenting question or just need some encouragement and something they said spoke to you, man, reach out. Don't struggle alone. Like Kevin said, you know, get around people who are in a situation like you are. We Absolutely. love you. We're praying for you. And we'll talk to you soon.